0: Um, I'll now invite uh, Professor David Schlosberg to join us. David is Professor of Environmental Politics in the Department of Government and International Relations at the University of Sydney. He's known internationally for his work in environmental politics, environmental movements and political theory. I first met David a few years ago um, when we organised um, an environmental justice gathering in Australia and I realised that the guy whose book I'd read was now based in Australia, so that was really lovely. We, that's where we met, so please welcome David. <laughs> Yes, sorry, another academic. Um, So um, thanks for the invitation, the organization. I really like that comment earlier about um, how well curated this is. There's a a great playoff of different types here. And um, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I love to go to things where I I learn an incredible amount. So um, thanks. So what I want to talk about is um, actually along the lines of environmental justice. And um, so what I've been doing the last couple of years, amazingly funded by the Australian Research Council, Um, is I'm talking to folks like you, interviewing folks uh, who are doing um, material-based local economy movements in Australia, in the UK, and in the US, Uh, and we're just trying to get at, it's such a basic research question, we're just trying to get at what it is that is motivating people, right? Why are people moving uh, into this space? And so there's a lot more to this project, but what I want to talk about today is specifically um, ideas of justice, that people have told us about in some of these groups. So um, I'll say up front that the points that I make address the democracy and the power part of the title, not so much the law, but I'll come back to that and I'll I'll have a segue. How's that? So not a question at the end, but a segue um, at the end. Um, So looking at um, mostly food movements and community energy movements and things like sustainable fashion uh, in a number of places. And the premise is that there are a number of folks that have moved out of environmental advocacy work into the actual doing, into practice, into material practice. And I mean, in some ways, it's a response to, um, to what Richard said yesterday. It's, uh, yes, it's the politics, um, but it's kind of ironic that um, a lot of people who are the sort of core of movements like this got into movements like this because they got so sick of the politics that they just wanted to do something. Um, I can't tell you how many of our interviews in the UK started with after Copenhagen, right? Just the decimation after that and the movement from the politics. But it comes back. And again, that's part of the segue uh, as well. Um, So the motivation for me was just trying to figure out why people were, were doing this. It was also from the academic or from the other side of the academic stuff, the teaching stuff. It's what students want, right? Students are interested in doing. Students are interested in practice. Students are interested in solving problems. They don't give a shit about disciplines political science or social, they don't care about those. They care about solving problems. And so there are an increasing number of students interested in things like this in practice, in change, uh, in inclusion. So that's my motivation uh, in some ways. So quickly, the take-home point before the signs start to go up is that um, when we talk about justice, when people talk about justice to us, there are really three sort of ways that they tend to articulate it. Um, First is political participation, but it's not the kind of political participation that we often hear political scientists like myself talk about. It's actually getting out and doing. It's hands dirty, um, in-the-ground work, material participation. Um, The second idea of justice that comes up um, is, as folks have been talking about, the response to power. But again, it's not a classic response to power. Um, it's, It's about responding in creative ways, to the injustices of the kinds of corporations that um, are creating unjust industries, uh, industries, unjust practices, uh, and the like. And I'll come back to that. And the third thing that people talk about is the crucial nature of basic capabilities or basic needs um, in their communities, especially the role of community and attachment to place. And this is something that, that came up, this sort of follows um, from Kathy's point yesterday about commoning um, the focus on creating attachments to others, to Um, to non-human nature uh, as well. Um, One of the things that's missing there for the sort of classic political theorists in the room um, or anybody who's done uh, environmental justice work, there's not much talk about equity uh, in these groups. And that's I'm not quite sure why that is. It's either because they're all social justice activists and they just assume you know that that's what they mean, um, or it's because there are these new concepts of justice that they're focused on. So let me talk a little bit about each one um, before I get cut off. So we hear groups um, repeatedly emphasize the importance of community involvement uh, in production, production of food, production of stuff, production of energy. So again, it's not just classic political participation, but it's material participation and social inclusion and material participation. And I'm hearing this again and again in a number of presentations here. Um, And I think it really gets to, I mean, I I call this stuff uh, sustainable materialism, which is a great term when you want to get cited in those obscure academic journals. Um, but it's, um, it really is about that combination of material work, getting one's hands dirty, um, but participating in that kind of way. So one activist, just one quote, rebuilding parts of democratic participation and people's ability to have a say and actually do is a fundamental need. And these groups are about fulfilling that fundamental need. So that's one. The second way that we hear folks talk about justice is um, in this relationship between justice and power. And Again, um, it's not a traditional way. What we hear people talking about is more, um, and sorry, I'll bring up Foucault. But um, it's a more, it's about. I won't. I won't talk about. It's about. It's about circulations of power, right? So folks understand not just that there are the powerful, but that the powerful create circulations that we participate. We participate in when you buy food at a Coles, or when you buy energy, when you buy clothes at some of these terrible places. On you know, never mind. Um, You know, you you participate in that, and people understand that, and they want to pull themselves, their practice, and their everyday lives out of that system to de-empower, to disempower those groups. But at the same time, they're interested in recreating new systems of power. New systems of material good flows, new food systems, new energy systems, new fashion systems, for example. And that's empowerment, right? That's a new sense uh, of power. And it's a way of taking power away at the same time that you're creating power in concert with others. Um, So that's how you create a a just food chain. That's how you create a just energy system. That's how you create a a sustainable fashion supply chain, for example. And then the third thing that we hear about when people talk about justice is this idea of capabilities or um, basic needs. So for example, health comes up a lot. But again, it's not and it's never just an individual thing. It's not just about physical health. It's about a more general experience of well-being or of flourishing in community and with others and people always talk not just about themselves but about the health of the community as a whole so it's not just about in food movements it's not just about me or you eating better or breathing better um, in the energy movements Um, it's about a healthy and functioning community so again um, quotes organizations refer to their missions as being to promote social well-being and connectedness, to nourish people, to build community, to protect the climate. Um, Groups believe that their work will help to create a better quality of life, um, one that is fulfilling, abundant, socially connected, uh, and resilient. Now, one way that this comes up again and again um, is this sort of stated importance of community. Um, Or I guess the other way to put that is one way that we that we hear people talk about community in all of these notions of justice is this idea of attachment, creating attachments, creating attachments to one another, to neighborhoods, between people in the local environment, between people, culture, uh, and place. Again, this I think links to what Kathy was talking about yesterday with commoning. Now, for me, this is a sh- another type of shift. In the environmental justice movement, a lot of the fear, a lot of the activism is about a fear of detachment from place. So a toxin is poisoning a place like Flint, Michigan, or a storm is threatening a place. And there's a fear and there's a lot of discussion about the potential of being detached from place. But the activists that we talk to already feel detached from place in a lot of ways. And so their motivation is to create new attachments. So justice is about creating new Uh, and different attachments. So they're alienated from food systems and they want to create practices that connect them to growers, to makers, um, and to a whole range um, of folks. So it's about reattaching um, and it's addressing that lack of attachment and the alienation um, that comes with it. So there's a lot of um, focus on reattachment. So one activist says, do we feel connected deeply to each other, to other human beings? Do we feel connected in a reverent way to a larger natural world? All humans feel good when we do." It's a great quote. That was an Australian quote. Um, So I really think that concern with attachment to community um, is one of the threads that ties together this whole range of justice concerns uh, in the movement. So rebuilding attachment, rebuilding community, rebuilding sustainable or creating new sustainable relationships with each other in the non-human realm, that's what the achievement of environmental justice, social justice um, in this movement looks like, at least from the people that we've talked to. You can tell me if I'm wrong about this since you guys are all doing the same thing. So that's a different kind of democracy. That's a different kind of understanding of power. But I think, for me anyway, it's a, it's a continuation of what's been going on in environmental justice movements and climate justice movements. So I hope that spurs conversation. And again, if, if you have a different idea, come and talk to me. But the seg- here's the segue. Um, the segue is that I said that um, a lot of folks said that they they got into this movement because they weren't interested in politics anymore. They were alienated from politics. They were alienated from the law um, because of the control of the powerful. Now they left that way, but a lot of activists, especially in the well, in all in the foods in food uh, in energy and sustainable fashion, they've got to come back and deal with the law in some way. Even if you're just setting up a farmer's market and you need something rezoned, you've got to get back into the law. And it gets back to Jose's point about different people being interested in different things. This is not something I would ever want to do, to go to a zoning meeting at a local community. Um, but um, Except if I was just going as a researcher, I've done that. Um, But too many times. Um, But this gets people back into it. And it's another way to fight power, right? So the last point, and I brought this up um, with Bronwyn, we had a number of people in this country say that um, their local coals or woolies, for example, was fighting them in setting up a farmer's market or setting up um, other exchanges. And so one, and, and they had control even over local councils. Uh, and so it was having to go and change the law against the interests of a coals and a woolies and being successful at doing that, um, which showed that they, they could actually take power back and respond in some way to that. So that's my segue. That's the talk. Thanks a lot.